to MVG the podcast, a podcast with the experts in the field of microbiology, teaching us about the world we live in and how bacillus is shaping it. As always, the podcast was brought to you by Microbial Discovery Group. Visit MDG at mdgbio.com. Thank you for tuning in. My name is Judd Reminger. I am the creative lead here at MDG, and also I'll be your host for MDG the podcast. Today on the podcast, we're going to talk about Biotifics Freeze. MDG's cold weather product with bacillus strains that were isolated for their ability to maintain biological activity at low temperatures. And today on the podcast, we have Josiah Monaco. He is the technical support specialist here at MDG. He's our in-person wastewater support. He has a lab in infield experience, and he's a microbiologist too. Josiah, thanks for joining me today. Thanks for having me. It's going to be fun. So, Josiah, I guess we're going to start off right away with what challenges does cold weather bring to wastewater treatment? Yeah, so cold weather or seasonal weather as as the temperature drops, and especially northern climates and in the southern hemisphere too, um, the further south they get, the temperature drops and the water temperature in the wastewater facility is going to drop as well. So biological activities, one of the big variables that affects activity is temperature. They, they like a certain temperature to be the most active, and as you get above or below it, you're going to suffer a little bit in treatment efficiency. So cold temperatures bring colder water, and treatment efficiency drops a bit. Let's say 100 BOD is getting removed in the summertime. In the winter, it might only be 50 now, for example. It just depends in each situation, but you're going to see a significant drop in efficiency of treatment. So basically, the biological activity is just more dormant. Yeah. In, in, the, in the colder months. Yep. So basically starting from when the temperature drops below 50, or is there a certain amount of... It's, it's a sliding scale. There's no hard number. Certain organisms are going to drop out sooner. Like nit- nitrifiers are much more sensitive to temperature. So as soon as it starts to drop below even 60, those are going to really slow down and maybe not nitrify like they were before. There's others that are more hardy, like the bacillus we use are much more hardy. There's some organisms that can withstand it more than others. Just like plants, same thing. Certain trees change color sooner than others. Um, they're just more sensitive. So then that means that these uh, wastewater treatment plants or, or any type of wastewater really want to focus on a certain type of bacillus for the colder months, correct? Yeah, or they, they're going to have to adjust a lot of the parameters within the plant. There's there's different parameters they're going to hold in the winter because they're aware of this, so they're going to have to take some steps to prep for it. For example, in an activated sludge system where you have an aeration basin, in the wintertime they build up a lot more solids in that system because they need more bacteria to do the work because they're doing each bacteria is doing less work than it was in the summer. And then when summertime comes back, they're able to lean out that system, so there's less, less mass in the system because each bacteria is now doing the higher amount of work. That makes sense. Now, we work for MDG, and Mm -hmm. MDG has a product called Biotific Freeze, and that basically, Biotific Freeze, is when it gets cold, this helps maintain the biological activity. Mm -hmm. When someone uses Biotific Freeze, what benefits can we get from using it? Yeah, so freeze, and just to say it's spelled F-R-Z, in case you want to look it up. So these are strains we isolated because they were able to maintain their activity. The activity they had at, let's say, 70 degrees, they were able to keep that down into some very low temperatures, which is pretty rare and pretty unique. So benefits that a system can see is basically you're almost like you're getting more of those summertime activities into those cold months. 
So adding these strains that are going to help break down some of the substrates and carbohydrates in the wastewater, the BOD, um, they're going to be more active than a lot of the rest of the bacteria in the system. And overall, the whole system is going to benefit because they're going to get all these smaller molecules, smaller carbon chains that they're able to utilize. Strains in the system or the, the native bacteria that are slowing down are going to get a little help from these low temperature performers. Now, it helps out with sludge, mm -hmm. fog, and then also H2S? Yeah, it's just like the summertime, we're always going after those big three. Organic solid sludge, hydrogen sulfide gas production or odors in general, volatile fatty acid odors, and then fats, oils, and grease. It's going to go after all those in the wintertime too. So it's really nice if you've been treating in the warm, warm weather and you want to maintain that reduction all winter long. It's, it's a good way to keep going instead of pausing and letting stuff accumulate again, especially in a high-loaded load, high system, especially in different industries like food, where they're putting a lot of stuff in these lagoons or these wastewater systems. Mm -hmm. So it's important to stay on top of things and not let things build up over that winter time. Now, having it build up in the wintertime is, is bad, obviously, but also freeze can benefit the springtime, mm -hmm. correct? Yep. So in certain situations, when you go from cold weather to warm weather, they have what's called a turnover event or, you know, just the biology is going from one dormant stage, let's say, to a very active stage. So in that transition, you can get a lot of things happening. Uh, you get a lot of floating sludge sometimes or a lot of H2S gas and odors all of a sudden being released. What wasn't active is now active. And let's just say over the course of the winter, there's a lot of nutrients that are kind of building up in this system they maybe aren't getting digested as quickly as they would in the summer. So once it gets warm again, it's like all this food's available, so they're gonna go crazy. And you can see a lot of hydrogen sulfide spikes in those times, especially in places where there's a lot of carbohydrates or sugar in the water, like, like say fruit or that kind of processing, vegetable processing, a lot of those food industries. So we often see in the springtime, you know, around, let's depends on the climate, but April, May, um, sometimes March, they get a huge spike of gas at that time period because all those all that activity just goes goes crazy and that's why using biotypics freeze early on in the process before the, the cold really sets in mm -hmm. can really set you up well for the springtime then. yep yep mitigating that incident or that event in the spring if you get ahead of it and treat to reduce and maintain the treatment and the reduction of solids combating some of the variables around hydrogen sulfide gas all winter long so you're not building up this storehouse of what's going to happen in the spring getting ahead of that is really going to mitigate any of those challenges in the springtime and save time and money correct you know that's like the main yeah the main goal i mean you're 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 using time instead of reacting to something that happens you're being proactive the whole winter instead of oh we need to do something right now we need to get something in here to help mitigate this issue the other the, the financial side of that is a little nuanced sometimes it depends if it's an h2s or an odor issue there can be some violations from the local authorities like you've surpassed a certain limit you know here's a surcharge or a fine or something like that or just a violation on the record that they want to avoid of course there's discomfort and just corrosion to equipment as well speaking on solids just getting ahead of that so they don't have to remove the solids or short circuit their system lose some hydraulic retention time is important too yeah so there's there's a lot of layers to the economics in those but yeah and biotechnics freeze helps reduce all that yeah. so 
Now, you've been out in the field working in lots of different types of situations. Do you have any stories you can share from the field, possibly? Sure. One significant system that was very large, food processing, they had this exact example I kind of referenced where wintertime comes, odors and hydrogen sulfide are kind of low just because as temperatures low, those the production of those things also drops. The bacteria producing the H2S are just less active as well, so you have less H2S. Springtime comes, now they're ready to go, go crazy again. Activity builds up. So every spring, this facility would just have these huge incidents where they're Let's just, I'm going to make up a number here, but they'd go from like one ppm of hydrogen sulfide in the ambient air to hundreds and thousands. So very dangerous, very bad situation. And then they would receive some pretty severe fines and violations from this too, Mm -hmm. because that's not good, especially in a residential area. So they went from having these incidents every single spring, hundreds, hundreds of these incidents. So, you know, every, every couple hours, there'd be an incident where it triggers the alarm and they're getting pegged with a fine. So they went from hundreds of those in the spring previously to now treating with Arbacillus year-round and then freeze in the wintertime. They've gone from hundreds to thousands to single digits to zero and zeros. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah, no, and that, that equates to millions of dollars in violations saved. Yes. Just from that alone. That's awesome. Showing how it is is always better than just being like, oh, well, it can do this. But mm-hmm. like having field experience and almost case studies of how it can work is amazing. Yep. Two other examples I want to bring up. Okay. So going back to kind of real real life case studies of things that happen. So in the winter, as temperatures drop, now you lose nitrification. The nitrifying bacteria are no longer able to convert ammonia into nitrate. So you have excess amount of ammonia in the system, which is usually a negative, and it's going to show up in the effluent coming out of the facility. So putting freeze in is going to help put more active bacteria in there, so they're going to digest organic material, and as they do that, they're going to use some nitrogen as they grow and multiply. So you're going to see a little reduction of ammonia or nitrogen and then benefit the effluent quality. Similarly, ammonia is getting benefited, but in this other situation we had where it's a lagoon, Summertime, they're great. Wintertime comes, they can't meet their permit limits because activity's low, right? And they have a lot of sludge in the system, so they've lost some uh, capacity there too. So we're able to reduce sludge during the winter, build more capacity while also using ammonia. So you have a, a win-win there of in restoring some capacity and also helping them meet their limits of ammonia in the effluent water. So biotypic freeze helped that. Yeah, I mean, they, that was the one variable that we added in that yeah. situation. Yeah. I don't want to say it's only the freeze doing the work, but it's helping that whole community benefit. You're, t- you're converting some compounds that might be harder to digest. You're converting those to be more readily available to that whole community. And there is a case study for that one, too. So if someone is interested mm-hmm. in learning more about the Biotypics program and Biotypics Freeze or any one of the Biotypics product lines, where would they be able to go? Our website has a good amount of study material, enough to get you interested and kind of understand some of the context, but really the best way is to reach out to one of us directly because there's a lot of content we have that isn't available on the public website, but it's behind on the private access site or that we can just send along. So with our distribution partners that we've, companies and people we've partnered with to go into these facilities and solve these issues, they have access to a whole library of 
materials, case studies, podcasts like this, webinars, videos. There's a lot of resources out there. Yeah. So if you want to reach out to us here at MDG or Josiah, you can just email info at mdgbio.com or visit our website at mdgbio.com. We'll be able to help you out any way we can. Well, Josiah, I want to thank you for, for being on the podcast today. Yeah, it's fun. In future episodes, we are going to be taking a look at tough to solve problems and also leveraging our expertise and updating you on industry insights and new discovery. Also, make sure you like and subscribe to the podcast. I want to thank you very much. And uh, for everyone else, we'll see you later.